Here's today's federal newscast. I'm Eric White. The American Federation of Government Employees joins 95 lawmakers in their call to oppose any more cuts to federal employee pay and benefits to offset increases in discretionary spending. AFGE fears Congress will impose decreases to federal employee pay and retirement to offset the cost of increasing spending caps. Members of Congress wrote to House Speaker Paul Ryan and Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi. House and Senate leadership are still negotiating over how they'll lift sequestration caps for fiscal 2018 and 19. The pay freeze on the vice president and certain political appointees will stay in place in 2018 unless Congress says otherwise in an upcoming spending bill. The current continuing resolution holds a pay freeze from 2013 levels. The Office of Personnel Management says it doesn't know how long that freeze will remain. The president's pay agent signs off on a recommendation to add Birmingham, Alabama and San Antonio, Texas as their own separate locality pay areas. The Federal Salary Council originally recommended the move in 2016. The pay agent's approval begins the long regulatory process required before any new locality pay areas become official. The pay agent also hasn't moved forward with the regulation process for new pay areas in Burlington, Vermont and Virginia Beach and Norfolk, Virginia. The Air Force says it's cutting back on administrative overhead by ending the requirement for new enlistees to go through performance reviews. Federal News Radio's Jared Serbu has more. From now on, enlisted personnel won't face their first formal documented review until they've been promoted to the rank of senior airman or until they've served for three years. The policy change appears to acknowledge those reviews serve little purpose since most promotions are automatic in the first years of a service member's career. Officials say it's part of an effort to cut down on unnecessary paperwork within Air Force squadrons. Jared Serbu, Federal News News Radio. The Census Bureau finds itself in the home stretch preparing for the 2020 count, but who's in charge? Senators Heidi Heitkamp and Tom Carper call on the president to nominate a new census director and deputy director. The last one, John Thompson, stepped down last June after four years on the job. This comes as census runs behind schedule for deploying some new technology. The Bureau originally planned to run field tests in West Virginia, Washington State, and Rhode Island. Due to budget shortfalls, however, the agency will only be running one test in Rhode Island this April. A U.S. Postal Service executive announces he'll retire after more than 40 years with the agency. James Cochran will step down as USPS's chief customer and marketing sales officer. During his time at the Postal Service, Cochran helped develop an intelligent barcode system used to track mail and packages and helped pioneer flat rate shipping. Prior to that, Cochran served as the Postal Service's chief information officer and advocated for better data analytics at the agency. Mandatory reporting of cyber attacks is coming for one critical infrastructure sector. The Federal Energy Regulatory Commission is concerned that the electricity and power companies aren't reporting the true scope of cyber attacks against the power grid. So FERC issues a notice of proposed rulemaking to revise the Critical Infrastructure Protection Reliability Standard. In the notice, FERC asks the North American Electric Reliability Corp, or NERC, to submit modifications to broaden the mandatory reporting of cybersecurity incidents. Specifically, they want to know about attacks that affect the electronic security perimeter or associated electronic access control or monitoring systems. Comments on the proposal are due by mid-February. I'm Jason Miller. White House staff will no longer be allowed to use their personal mobile devices at the White House. Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders announced the new policy will start next week. Sanders says it's been in the works for the last six months. One of the main reasons for the decision is to make sure the administration complies with the Presidential Records Act. Bloomberg reports another reason is personal mobile devices are a security risk to White House networks and systems. One federal regulator has decided cryptocurrency markets need closer attention. More now from Tom Temin in today's management report. The Commodity Futures Trading Commission joins the SEC in keeping a closer eye on markets for virtual currency and virtual currency derivatives. 
Among the dangers, CFTC Chairman Christopher Giancarlo lists cybersecurity risks to trading platforms, speculative risks because of high volatility, and multiple fraud risks. The agency declared cryptocurrencies commodities under its authorities back in 2014. Giancarlo plans to convene a January 31st meeting of its Market Risk Advisory Committee. I'm Tom Temin. Find these stories at federalnewsradio.com and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White.